This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Saturday, February 20th. Ian Cameron, uh, Jimmy Murphy, and a special guest today, filling in uh, for Alex B. Smith, we've got Ryan McDonald, a.k.a. at MoneyMac underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, as a special guest uh, with us here on the Ice Guys, uh, we, the Ice Guys is always willing to sign people to new contracts and bring <laughs> in people on PPOs, tryouts here. Uh, so we're going to give uh, Money Mac Ryan McDonald, a chance to uh, show us what he's all about from an NHL better perspective. He's actually done very well so far this season. He's off to a good start. So I'll start by introducing our special guest here, Ryan. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Uh, how are you on this busy Saturday? Having some. Uh, we can hear. We can oh, hear you. Yeah, yeah. You guys cut out for a minute. Not a good first impression for the trial. No, not a good first start. <laughs> dash, dash one. <laughs> dash one early. Floor's yours, Ryan. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, where do you leave off, Ian? I didn't. Uh, like I said, I, you cut out on me. I, uh, I was introducing you. Welcome. Oh. You're a special guest. Yeah. <laughs> Nice to be here, guys. I'm uh, Ryan, Ryan McDonald, also Money Mac on Twitter, or Money Max underscore sports, like Ian said. Um, yes. Done pretty well this year, um, hitting about 56% clip, 15% uh, ROI, which is return on investment, and uh, $100 better would be up 3300 at uh, the point of my last update on my uh, spreadsheet. All right, good stuff. Good, good, congrats on a nice start to the season. Uh, we got Jimmy Murphy with us, as always, out of the car and back into the uh, looks like the soccer confines here. If you know, he's not really at a soccer stadium right now, but he's getting ready to watch the Liverpool team play. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good, guys. How about you? Very good. How can you not be good? What a slate today. We're going to get yeah. right to it because we've got two games that are starting in about 15 minutes from now. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the uh, Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, New Jersey just taking a ton of money here. They open minus 115. Uh, the, they're up to about minus 135 to minus even minus 150 in some spots here as home favorites. The total five and a half shaded to the under. I'm going to keep my analysis brief because I'm not involved in this game. Uh, I could only back the Devils here, but this looks like a feeding frenzy right now in New Jersey. And after seeing them cash back to back with Boston and the Rangers as big dogs, you know, is the the value to me is just not there here with mm. New Jersey, uh, in my opinion. We've seen a massive shift. They're playing well. You can't you can't you can't get anybody to want to bet the Buffalo Sabers right now uh, with what we've seen from them since their COVID hiatus. They looked miserable offensively in three losses, two to the Islanders, one to Washington. 
So I understand the devils are the only side I could look at, but it's just not there from a value perspective. You're talking about going from a plus 190 dog to Boston, a plus 130 dog to the Rangers. Now you're laying almost one minus 150. No, not for me. I lean devils, but it's a pass. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you with this one. What's your take on uh, Sabres and devils? Uh, this game was also a pass for me. I don't, uh, like you said, with the devils coming off uh, two dog wins um, and laying minus 140 right now it just seems suspect especially even even against a struggling buffalo team that hasn't played well this year and buffalo should be you should be getting a better price with buffalo right now with how they've been playing the only i'd lean to the under five and a half in this game i have a feeling it's going to be one of those ugly slow sluggish games not a lot of scoring chances and uh, don't don't think we'll see a lot of goals in that game. So no play for me, but uh, I lean to the under five and a half in that game if uh, I was to play it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of that. Buffalo can't score right now uh, at all. Their offense has been dormant. They've played three straight unders since the COVID hiatus. I know they're getting Nico Heashier back to New Jer for New Jersey today, and that's going to help them offensively. But Lindy Ruff's been talking about how they've really bought in defensively. Of course, Mac Blackwood and net has been sensational. So it's hard to see Buffalo at least finding the back of the net in this game based on what we've seen. Jimmy, what do you think here, New Jersey and Buffalo? Well, I'm making the under an official play in this, guys, and I'll also go into the first period under as well. I think goals will be very hard to come by in this game. Like you said, the Sabres can't. They can, uh, you know, they can score on a soccer net right now with that puck. It, it's just, it's brutal how, how bad they are offensively these days. And obviously, a lot of frustration coming out of there. We're seeing a lot of trade rumor stories regarding Jack Eichel again. Um, so they're in the dumps right now. The one thing, though, you know, if I was going to play the side, guys, I, I might lean on the Sabers just because I, I feel like this is a. This is a just a potential letdown game for the Devils. The way they've been playing, they've been knocking off some big – well, I guess you can call the Rangers' big team, but they knocked off the Bruins. They're coming off an emotional win there. Um, so that's why I'm just staying far away from the side, but definitely make the under an official. Yeah, from a spot perspective, I don't mind the spot one bit for Buffalo. The problem is they've just been so bad. So you just can't trust them. Yeah. so miserable. You can't trust them. And uh, Blackwood looks like he's putting up a brick wall right now in net. By the way, it'll be Linus Allmark in net today for the uh, Sabres. We also have another game starting in about 10, 15 minutes. New York yeah. Rangers, Washington Capitals, uh, 6 or 12.30 p.m. Eastern start. We've got Washington minus 140. We also have another game starting in about 10, Total six here, uh, shaded to the over. This is a game where I lean a little to the over here. It's an early start. The Rangers have been an under team lately, but I think there might be some value to go over this number. I know Washington played a low-scoring game with Buffalo. Before that, they beat Pittsburgh 3-1 in another low-scoring game. So it's been two unders after all these high-scoring games for Washington, but they really focused on the defensive end against Pittsburgh, wanting to shore that up. They did. And then they played Buffalo, and they played good defensively again, but Buffalo can't score. I could see this one opening up just a little bit. It's just a lean. I, I am not involved betting-wise. I'll say that right now. This is not on my card, uh, this game either, uh, but just a lean to the over here, minus, 6 minus 120. All of my bets are later on in the day, later on in the card, but uh, just a lean for me with the over. Nothing on the side. I, I wouldn't mind the Rangers, but you know, to, Rangers beat a Philly team with seven guys out. Come on. 
I mean, Giroux and 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 um, Lawton and Voracek, and it was just a you know it was a laundry list of abs key absences for the Flyers. So yeah, good win for the Rangers, but let's see them do it against a, a better, a healthier team at least today. That's the question mark. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you with this game, Rangers and Capitals. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting one. I the I watched some of the highlights from that game with the Rangers and Flyers, and yeah, the, the Flyers are depleted right now, and that's why, you know, you would look at the game tomorrow as well and, and maybe lean towards the Bruins uh, because of how depleted they are, but we'll get to that later. Um, though, the one thing I'll say is I, I, I always like teams when they come off a losing streak and they win, they usually tend to win the next one. So that if I was playing the side – I would actually go with the Rangers to pull the upset in this one just because I think they could catch the Capitals sleeping. I think they're starting to get a little stride going here. I mean, let's face it, guys. If they don't go on a little tear right now, the Rangers' season is over by next week pretty much. So they know they have to start pressing here. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm with you. I like the over in this game. Uh, I'll also throw in, and I'll make this actually my official play on the game, is Artemi Panarin to score two goals. Wow, and that's going to be at a very good plus price there uh, for the uh, our temp, for Artemi Panarin to score in this one. You're right; he's been injured. He's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, you would think the Rangers the Rangers are going to go as he goes. There's no yeah. question. And uh, he was juicy the other night. Yeah, and especially with Mika Zibanejad still unable to find the back of the net right now. It's been an unbelievable, unthinkable slump for him to start the season based on the year he had uh, last year. Uh, Ryan, where are you going here with this one? Rangers and Capitals. I'm uh, opposite to Jimmy here. I'm I'm actually on Washington money line. Uh, I think with how New York's been struggling and uh, with the way Shesterkin has been playing, and uh, even with Samsonov not back for Washington, um, Washington's finding a way to get wins. And even with uh, Vanacek letting in, I think he's averaging two point nine goals against right now with a uh, 9-0 save percentage, which obviously isn't the greatest and not the numbers you want to see back in a goalie. But uh, with Washington's offense um, and the last few games, they've tightened down defensively, and uh, which pushed me to go to the Washington side with the struggling Rangers coming in. I think the over is definitely a play. With uh, the way Shesterkin and Samson or Vanacek has been playing, easily can get to uh, five three, five two kind of game. Washington, the way they improved defensively, kind of shored things up for me to back them and uh, make a play on them on the money line early. That was uh, that's my that's my play for the game there. All right, Washington minus one. 45 is the range we're looking 145, at. 145, yeah, I caught it early. I know I, I just said 130 there. I caught it at 140, actually. Yeah, actually, there are still some 140s, actually. Yes, there are at a couple books. So, again, shop around. It's always important. Shop around. Make sure you get the best price you can. I'm looking forward to this coming up. This is the game that uh, we're all excited about, outdoor hockey, Lake Tahoe, Nevada. And if you've been seeing some of the pictures I've been tweeting on Twitter at Bobano from this outdoor uh, venue in Lake Tahoe, like this rink is literally right feet away from the lake right there with the mountains and the snow on the, glistening on the mountains and the skyline, the blue, bright blue skyline. It is phenomenal. I, I soak this kind of stuff up as someone that goes to the cottage in wintertime every once in a while and in the summertime. I like good scenery. I like good outdoor viewing. 
and we it looks like we're going to have it. Picturesque setting in Lake Tahoe for Vegas and Colorado, and a great hockey game because the first two games with these two teams this week uh, were very good, and now this is the rubber match. They've split the first two, Vegas and Colorado. Colorado minus 115 favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this game. From a weather standpoint, not much wind. We're looking at obviously clear skies. We're looking at temperatures in the low to mid-30s Fahrenheit uh, at puck drop. So we're looking right at just at or above freezing. So I don't think the ice is going to be in amazing condition, but it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to hold up. You know, it's not going to be so warm where it's going to be slushy. You know, you're still going to get solid enough ice and they're going to do everything they can probably to keep it that way. However, it's still warm enough that you could see it being more difficult to make crisp passes, sharp plays, tape to tape, you know, making passes in this game. You could see that. The puck does tend to bounce. It's like it's on a, a road at times, sometimes yeah. in these outdoor games. So that could be something that uh, you worry about, and usually that negatively affects scoring. And we did see playoff hockey with these two teams earlier this week in terms of tight checking, attentions to detail, uh, both teams with solid defense in their own zone, Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Grubauer in both games were really good uh, in between the pipes. Um, I could see that kind of trend continuing here. I know uh, you're going to have some artillery back for Colorado. That's the big news. They're going to have their captain, Gabe Landeskog, back. He didn't play in the first two games against Vegas. Kale McCarr is also returning from injury for this game for the Avalanche. Their number one defenseman, fellow blue liner Sam Gerrard, is coming back as well from injury. So this is a much healthier, closer to full lineup here for Colorado. I lean to the av- I I still believe Colorado's the better of these teams. I lean to the Avalanche here. The one thing that's holding me back a little bit, Vegas is 3 and 0 off a loss. They've been very good off a defeat this year. They've always responded. They of course lost the last game 3-2. Nas Kadri gets the game winner uh, in the final seconds of that game for the Avalanche. That being said, I would lean Colorado here. I still think they're the better of these two teams. They're closer to full strength. They're healthier going into this game. So I lean to Colorado and I also lean under the total here, 5 and a half. Minus 110 here. I, you know, you're seeing these two teams really clamp down defensively, and both have trended under. And you're talking about number one and number two in the NHL in goals allowed per game this year, the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. Tops in the NHL defensively in goals allowed per game. So factor that in, maybe the chance for, again, passing not to be quite as crisp on the outdoor surface. And I think we could get a lower scoring game here. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. Outdoors in Lake Tahoe, uh, what do you think here with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche? Well, like you said, the the view is just magnificent there. And uh, even without the fans, I think it's going to be a great TV experience. And honestly, I don't hate the fans not being there. If they could do an outdoor game in a location like this every year, just for the visual aspect and uh, wouldn't hate it at all. But uh, as far as the side goes, like you said, uh, they're both pretty evenly matched in the last game. It seemed like a playoff-type game, and uh, Flurry's had good uh, good metrics this year. He's been playing excellent since he's uh, got back into the start increase, and I think he's really taken off and run with it. And uh, Grubauer has been right there, right behind him. Um, so definitely, uh, I'm actually on the under six and a half in this game for an official play. Um, if I had to pick a side, I want to say Vegas, but Colorado has just come off COVID, um, what, what three, two, three games ago, and they're starting to just get back into rhythm, just get back into uh, get their chemistry going. 
And uh, I like Colorado if I was to take a side tonight, but uh, official play is going to be the under six and a half. Uh, five and a half, you mean? Yeah. Oh, is it a five and a half? Five and a half. Yeah. Oh, you said six and a half there. Yeah. Yeah. Under five and a half uh, minus, uh, yeah, uh, under and five that, and a half minus 110. Which is surprising because uh, both surprised it's that low to begin with because both teams uh, have quite the uh, high powered offense when they want to. And uh, I expected to see at least a six when this opened up. Yeah, it's. Uh, right I think it's because they've trended under. They've trended under lately. These two teams, and again, they're they're actually top of the NHL, both of them defensively and goals allowed per game, number one and number two. So I think that, and of course, it's an outdoor game, and sometimes odds makers will, you know, shift toward the under in that case. And I think that's what they've done here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Golden Knights, Avs. Yeah, I'm all over the under in this one, um, and th and that is probably why they're immaculate. Like Ian said, they they tend to usually make it a little lower uh, for the outdoor games. When they first started doing them, they 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 were high, and then they caught on that the weather elements can play a role. Also, too, just the just the feel of being outside, I think sometimes takes players a period or two to really get their game going. So it's a, it's a good way to live bet actually, because I think you'd, you'd have a lot more value doing that. So I would keep an eye on that. If I'm a better uh, looking at this game right now, if you're going to watch it, do some live betting with it, but I'm going to go with the under as my official play. All right. Liking under here, five and a half as well. We move on to every, the rest of the games are at night. So here we go. New York Islanders, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got the uh, Penguins minus minus one twenty home favorites, five and a half, the total in this game. I'm telling you, watch out for Pittsburgh. That was a nice four to one win in the last game against the Islanders. Like I said, with Burke and Hextall there, there's people paying attention. There's people saying, "Hey, if we're going to make a move, we got to show them that we 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 care about you know keeping this team together. We don't want Burke and Hextall rumming in here with the uh you know with, with the eraser and trying to just change everything and trying to trade Latang and whoever else on this Penguins team. They're trying to show the brass that hey, keep this team together. We got another push for a the playoffs and maybe even another Stanley cup in us with this core group and Pittsburgh's played well uh, really ever since uh, the uh, announcement was made with the front office shakeup uh, the, the top line for the Penguins has been strong with Crosby rust and Gensel uh, during this run and, and to beat the Islanders four one and for them to, for Tristan Jari and the defense to hold up, which we know has been the problem for Pittsburgh this year. Uh, very impressive with that win. I don't like the idea of going against the Islanders off that kind of loss now playing the same team. They've been a good bounce back team. I would lean to the Islanders right now. But again, that's kind of my conflict where Pittsburgh's kind of a team I'd want to ride or at least look to bet on right now. But I think the spot with the Islanders off the loss is good too. So I've got kind of conflicting arguments here in terms of this game. The over didn't come in the last game, but it's still, I believe, uh, five and one Uh over the total, the last six head-to-head -head meetings with the Islanders uh, and the Penguins. So uh, I think I will go back to the well one more time with the over in this game. Lean Islanders, but I think I like the total a little bit more. Jimmy, what do you think? Islanders, Penguins. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going with the Penguins on this, guys. Um, I think you make a very good point there. They have played better since those guys uh, came into office there with Burke and Hextall, and I think you're right. They know they're fighting for their jobs now, and that, you know, that that's part of the reason those moves were made, maybe just to wake up the current bunch, not just to make some changes. They're going to take a little time. They're going to evaluate, but these players know that they're evaluating. So they're up in their game right now. And I think you're seeing that translate onto the ice. So give me the Penguins straight up in this. 
All right, Penguins here, a uh, minus 120 for Jimmy Murphy against the Islanders. Uh, Ryan, where do you stand here with the Islanders and Pens? Uh, actually, I think the uh, exact same way as Jimmy about this. Uh, ever since that uh, front office changed with Burke and Hextall coming in, I really liked uh, Pittsburgh since then. I've been on them a few times in that stretch. Um, just felt the veteran group would uh, buckle down and start to – right the ship for that team and get them on the right path, playing responsible and uh, finding ways to win. And uh, I believe the first game after that change, they uh, they came back late with a Malkin goal late and a Crosby shootout goal to win it. And uh, I just think those two are going to lead the way here and you're going to end up seeing Pittsburgh in the playoffs eventually this year. So I'm on the Pittsburgh money line at minus 115 uh, as an official play. Definitely could see it going over, um, but uh, not going to touch the uh, total on the side. All right, just the uh, side for uh, Ryan there with Pittsburgh uh, on the money line. I missed one, by the way, of the afternoon games. This is a write-in game, so I, I missed it, but uh, we'll talk about it now. It's a 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern start. It's Florida and Detroit. Florida minus 175 road favorites, five and a half shaded to the over. Well, so much for a potential flat spot for Florida last night. Wow, they just put the freaking boots to the Detroit Red Wings in the first period and then never looked back from there. What this team's doing is you got to be impressed now at this point. There's no way you can ignore or shrug off what the Florida Panthers are doing right now. They're playing amazing hockey. Jonathan Huberto is been just a beast, a, a tower of power, a pillar of strength for this Florida Panthers squad, scoring great goals night in and night out for this bunch. Uh, you know, that, that was supposed to be their potential flat spot, and it was anything but for Florida as they uh, put it uh, to the Detroit Red Wings here. Now they're playing the second of back-to-back -back games. Drieger was in net. Drieger was in net last night uh, for the Panthers in net. I get the sense it's Bobrovsky today. He has not played for a little bit. He's been good at times, not so good at other times <laughs> uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. So I don't want to worry about or think about what Detroit does offensively against Florida. I'm taking that part of the handicap of this game out of the equation. I'm just going to stick with Florida's team total uh, over because I don't know if Detroit's shutting them down. That way I don't have to think about what's Florida defensively going to do against Detroit in case Detroit does bring some kind of concerted uh, better effort, although even if it was it enough to score a goal, it's not like there's a great offensive team, Detroit, but I just would rather not worry about that. I am pretty confident Florida will find the back of the net in bunches again uh, against this uh, Detroit team. Their offense is just in a ridiculous zone right now. Uh, so the way I'm going to go in this game is just the team total. It's the bet that Alex had yesterday. I went with Florida in regulation yesterday. I would lean that way as well. Once again, Florida in regulation. But the back-to-back, -back, Bobrovsky instead of Chris Drieger uh, in net kind of keeps me off that, even though I, I I would lean in that direction. I would just rather bank on Florida scoring goals because they've done it now several games in a row against good competition. You know, you light up Tampa Bay and you light up Carolina like this Florida team did. You're doing something right. Uh, I think that continues here in this game. Uh, you can get a pretty solid number. Florida plus 120 you know, with their team total to go over three and a half goals. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, Jimmy, what about you here? Florida, Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with you, Ian. I'm going to ride on that too. Give me the, uh, the over on the team total for Florida. And I'm also going to uh, 
I'm going to take Florida in regulation in this game. Yeah, I mean, those are the best. I mean, Alex had the <laughs> Alex had the team total over yesterday with Florida. I had the regulation line with uh, Florida yesterday. So uh, it's kind of like we're thinking the same thing here against this yeah. uh, Detroit team here in the rematch today uh, between these two teams. Florida in regulation, by the way, is minus 120 uh, in this one. So better price than the money line and uh, definitely a more prudent option if you like the Panthers here. Uh, Ryan, what do you think here, Florida, Detroit? Uh, I definitely think uh... – Obviously, you got to appreciate how Florida's been playing the last few games, and they've kind of shown they're not just a uh, pushover of Florida, state of uh, Florida anymore. So I think uh, if you're going to play a side in this, even off a of back-to-back, I think you'd have to go with Florida. Um, but for some reason, some off a of back-to-back, and after a dominating win like that, taking Florida worries me. You like to think that uh, Detroit's going to come out with some uh, – effort well a little bit better effort than they had last night so I just I couldn't touch I couldn't touch Florida again last night last night I didn't touch them because I thought it could be a letdown spot and today I'm gonna stick with that and just lay off of it uh so it's no play for me for this game um but if I had to I def I lean Florida just with how they've played and how poorly Detroit's been this year and the rebuild it's uh it's been an ugly process in Detroit. Yeah, it has been. I mean, they've got a couple. They got Larkin, and they've got Mantha, and they've got when he's healthy, they've got Bertuzzi. Uh, they, they they hope Philip Zadina becomes something, but it's like a little glimpse once in a while, and then fades away for multiple games on end. Uh, they need that guy to get his scoring act going because they expected goals from him when they drafted him, Zadina, and it just really hasn't been uh, something that's been uh, overly consistent from him. So. Yeah, Detroit definitely going through a long rebuild. And I agree with your thought, Ryan, and the fact that if you didn't take Florida yesterday, you may not want to jump in on them today. But if you did take Florida yesterday like I did and like Alex did, maybe you could, then you can maybe ride them again uh, one more time because you've already got that win in that back pocket uh, yeah. going into this one. Uh, next up, uh, well, what more needs to be said? Original six rivals, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Montreal minus 110, total six and a half, shaded to the under. I get the sense – after two back-to-back kind of really strange, I don't want to say snore fests, but they were pretty tight conservative games between the Leafs and the Habs. I get the sense we get it opening up here tonight. Montreal hasn't played in a week. When you talk about a team on a one-week layoff, I think sloppy play with the puck. I think defensive breakdowns, defensive issues, and goals usually for teams that haven't played in a while. I think we get that from Montreal and Toronto after the outburst against uh, Ottawa, albeit it was against, you know, uh, Hogberg and Murray, not a great goaltending tandem, but what Austin Matthews is doing is insane. 16 goals this season. If you extrapolate it out to 82 games, you could actually hit 70 goals if it was an 82 game season. That's insane, but that's the path. And that's the uh, pace that he's on right now. And he could even score 50 and 56, which is insane enough you know, with the way he is going right now. And I got to give Sheldon Keefe credit. You know, there are people that gave him hell for putting Thornton on the top line with him and Marner. And, you know, he's actually been good. He's that big body to get the puck free for these two guys. Great passer. He's made some great passing plays on some of these goals as well uh, for the Leafs. It's been a nice fit for them up front. 
Uh, Montreal coming into this game, you know, again, the week layoff, I could see this one being more of an up and down affair after the last two games between these two teams, the one in Montreal, and then the comeback two to one win for Montreal last Saturday in Toronto. I could see something a little bit different here. So I'm going to, it's a small bet. It's not something I'm trying. I was hoping for six because after these last couple games stayed under, but we didn't get that. We got six and a half here. So I was disappointed that odds makers put out a six and a half here. So that's why I'm keeping it a little smaller but I am on a small bet over six and a half here in this one. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. You got the Leaf jersey on. Uh, are they take Are they taking care of business after letting one slip against Montreal last week? I uh, absolutely think they're taking care of business tonight. Uh, that team's going to be looking to right uh, that blown one nothing lead that they had late in the third, and then uh, they're going to want to play a lot better than they did against Ottawa. Obviously not the last game, but the prior game before that. And so I'm going to be on Toronto. Um, I like them in a rivalry spot. Um, it's a little bit of a home bias for me, but uh, I feel as this team's starting to be able to step up for these bigger games. Um, obviously they let that Ottawa game slip away, and I don't think we're going to see as well as that Montreal game, and I don't think we're going to see that happen again. Um at least not versus these two teams, and at least not in that fashion. So I feel I'm confident with Toronto, Toronto tonight. And I also got Austin Matthews to score at minus 105. And you can also get him to score two or more at plus 500, which I think is a great price with what he's doing right now. Scoring at the clip he is, 16 goals in 17 games. It's hard to... Uh, look away from that especially in a big game like this it's a four-point game for uh toronto and montreal tonight toronto's eight points up on them montreal three games in hand so i think uh toronto's gonna bear down here and start to put some separation between them and uh the rest of the division yeah and you know what starting to look at austin matthews to score multiple goals in a game two plus goals at these plus prices starting to be something you might want to consider more and more moving forward because it's becoming the uh, uh, rule, not the exception, for him to score uh, two or more goals in a game. We've seen that a lot from him, uh, especially lately. What do you think, Jimmy, here with the uh, Leafs and the Habs? What I think is, uh, unfortunately, I think Mac's going to be a little upset after this one. Uh, uh -oh. It's going to be... Gonna be a heartbreaker, I think, is what's gonna happen here. I like I, my official play on this isn't the, the I do think the Habs win, but my official play is actually on the draw. I see this one going to overtime. These two yep. teams just play so tight against each other every time, um, so I like this one. And, and man, win a seven game series between these guys be unreal in the playoffs. So um, I, I like this game going to overtime, and I'm also gonna throw another wild prop up at you. The much maligned Thomas Tatar returns to the lineup tonight for the Montreal Canadiens with, I would say, his time in Montreal on the line. It's either going to be him or Philip Deneau that gets moved out of there soon. Uh, so I'm going to throw a goal prop on Tatar. I'm looking around, though, and I can't find it anywhere. So, Ian, I need your help here. But I'm guessing the odds are pretty good. Yeah, I will look to see if I can find that. I've got a couple yeah. other Canadian-based books that post more. Into the lineup, you know? Um, I will say though, going back to my Panera and two goals, that was at plus 700, by the way, for our viewers, in case they wanted to know. I think the, the, the draw prop makes sense too. And you're right. Alex B. Smith loves the draw. 
uh, bets. He makes a lot of them. This one makes sense. Montreal and Toronto, they seem to always play close. They played in overtime in Toronto the first opening night of the season. The game in Montreal almost got to – remember, that was 3-2. And yep. then Hyman put the empty netter in 4-2. Yep. That close to be in a, an overtime game. And then, of course, the other game was a one-goal game the whole game. Toronto was yep. up 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. Montreal tied it. Montreal took the lead. It ended 2-1, a one-goal game. You're, fl you're basically floating around an overtime game in all three – Toronto Montreal games this year so that makes a lot of sense if anybody wants to uh grab that Thomas Tatar to score goal prop um he's plus 210 on bet 365 wow. there you go anytime there you yeah. go thanks man there you go. yeah no problem all right Thomas Tatar and like sometimes doghouse to penthouse you know that that theory sometimes yeah. makes sense well, that we get that and you get that effort you get that you know how dare they sit me down like Claude Julian there was another guy for the that, that, did that this year I can't think of who it was but there was another guy that rode the pine for a while and then he came back and he scored and it was just like Julian has this effect man when he when he puts you in that doghouse he doesn't do it and embarrass you he does it, and they work with you at practice, and you come back, and, and you make the best of it. So I'm interested to see how he reacts tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we got, we're all over the place here. You lean Montreal, but you like the draw, and you like Tatar to score, Jimmy. Ryan likes Toronto. I'm neutral on the side, and I like the over. So we got a little something for you. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Habs and Leafs game. A little right. betting potpourri, if you will, uh, with the Habs <laughs> and the Leafs. Uh, Nashville and Columbus. Columbus minus 130. Uh, home favorites, five and a half the total. I don't give a damn about revenge. Nashville suck. They blow. They're pathetic. I mean, I've said it for days and weeks again. This team sucks. I mean, can we stop talking about them like they're this team that's made the playoffs for the last 10 years every season? Enough. Yeah. You know, they've, they've been a bad hockey team. You know, defensively, their game has drifted off the cliff. You know, Yossi and the rest of them I don't like at all on this blue line. You know, Ekholm's been banged up. UC Soros and Pekka Rinne are not consistent goaltenders, and nobody outside of Philip Forsberg has got anything going offensively. Oh, Duchesne showed up for one game, and you know, other than that, uh, he's taken the night off uh, most nights too. Uh, Johansson, forget about him. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. Uh, it's just a team that's just not very good. All right, and I know they lost to Columbus, shut out three nothing. I don't know what changes here. I mean, they're just awful right now. This hockey team. Uh, Columbus needs to get on a little bit of a roll here. I think they're just better than Nashville, and that was a best bet for me Thursday with Columbus. I don't think it'll be my best bet tonight, but it's absolutely a bet. I'm on Columbus again here at minus 130 in this one. They're just a better team, and Nashville's terrible right now. Simple as that. Um, Ryan, we'll start with you on this one, uh, Nashville-Columbus. I absolutely agree with uh, your uh, thoughts on Nashville there. They've just been absolutely brutal this year. Um, definitely not the team that used to be in the playoffs and making noise in the playoffs like when uh, Pecorini was at his peak. And he's uh, he seems to have fallen off in the backup role. And Saros doesn't seem to be stepping up like Nashville had hoped. He hasn't had great numbers this year. Um, Merzlikens goes for Columbus tonight. That's been confirmed. And he's been pretty – he's been all right. He's only played five games this year. He's 2.5 goals against and a 9-2 save percentage with one shutout. But if you're gonna, if they're gonna go, I didn't see who started last night for Columbus. I wasn't on that game. Uh, it was uh, Merzlikens uh, on Thursday night. Merzlikens. And who, yeah. who for Nashville? Nashville, it was uh, Saros. Saros. So if they go back to Saros or Rene, 
if they go to Rene. I absolutely love Columbus again. Like you said, revenge doesn't mean anything when you got a team as bad as Nashville right now. So I'm actually on Columbus in regulation at plus 115. Yeah, I like revenge when the, the, the team that's in revenge is the better team. The team that yeah. lost the first game is actually the better team. You know, that's not the case here. Columbus is the better of these two. And Columbus isn't great. Columbus is flawed. They're not a perfect team by any stretch, but uh, they're better than Nashville right now. No question. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, Nashville, Columbus. I think it's time for Jimmy Puckline. That's what's going on here. Give me the puck line in this game. Easy. You knew I was figured this might be the Jimmy Puck line game here, right? <laughs> the first time Saturday card. Absolutely. Good value uh, that is where Jimmy was going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and they won three nothing. The puck line cashed last time, minus one and a half, almost plus 200, plus 195. Yeah. You're looking at with the puck line here uh, on Columbus. So that is excellent value indeed. Uh, with the uh, Blue Jackets here in this one. It is Merzlikens confirmed. We just don't know on the Nashville side uh, who's going to be in net here uh, for this game uh, tonight. Uh, next up, yeah, yeah, Elvis is in the building <laughs> indeed. Uh, L.A. and Arizona, uh, weird start time, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern, even though it's in Arizona. Uh, we've got Arizona minus 150, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total. I was on the Kings Thursday night, plus price. I said the spot yeah, for Arizona after the seven games against St. Louis, it's kind of like after playing a playoff series and you go to the next series and in game one, you're a little bit flat you're, you, and you have a clunker. You know, that's what Arizona had the other night against L.A. after playing seven games against St. Louis. And they showed it. They were outplayed. Uh, they were outchanced. Ten to three high danger scoring chances in that game in favor of the Kings. So it was it was they deserved to play. They deserved the loss. They deserved the other lucky. They got a point out of it and that it went to a shootout. Uh, in that game. I expect them to be a lot better though. Rick Tockett and this team has been a good bounce back team. They had their little down spot there against LA. Uh, I think they bounce back here. I agree. I clinched the resident uh, Arizona fan, so I wouldn't expect him to say anything but a bounce back here uh, for Arizona. But nevertheless, I do think they, they get one. The numbers come down low enough on the money line that I'm not going to take the regulation here. I'm actually going to lay the moderate price here at minus 150 with uh, Arizona. I think they get it back. And by the way, this fits a trend that's been working in the NHL. Teams that lost as a favorite in the previous game against the same team and their favorite in the rematch against that same team, I think the record is like 23 and 6 for that team and that's Arizona. That that angle points to Arizona here. So, it's a good angle. It's a good still a good Arizona team. They play good hockey. They had a flat game against L.A. They'll be better tonight. I'm on Arizona minus 150 here. Jimmy, what do you think? Kings, Coyotes. What I think is uh, I think we're in for kind of a low-scoring affair here, uh, and I'm going to like it right off the get-go. I'm going to go with the under in the first period uh, in this game, guys, as my official play, and I think it ends up being under total, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that first period. All right, so lean full game, but like in the first period, under one and a half, uh, especially as an official play for Jimmy. Ryan, what do you think here, L.A., Arizona? Uh, like you pointed out, Ian, that zigzag effect has been uh, quite profitable this year, and I actually uh, found it was profitable in the NCAA basketball this year as well. Caught a few spots here and there and uh, followed it to hockey, and it's been holding true so far. Definitely uh, like the Arizona in the bounce back spot against a weaker rebuilding Kings team. I'm uh, and like Jimmy, I like the under here. I'm actually making an under five and a half plus one ten official play. Um, last in head to head matchups, teams are averaging 
2.3 and 2.4 goals a game. So I see a low scoring 3-1, 4-1 maybe. Um, but I think Arizona finds a way to uh, come back strong defensively after probably not a showing they're too happy about in the first game with LA. So I got uh, under five and a half as an official play. All right, Kings Coyotes under five and a half for Ryan. We move on now to uh, the next game, San Jose, St. Louis. St. Louis minus 180, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over. Uh, I hate those games where I bet the winning team, but I bet them in regulation, and then they win in uh, overtime or a shootout. And We saw that with the uh, Blues. That's what happened to me with the Blues against the Sharks uh, the other night uh, in that game uh, against the uh, Sharks. Uh, look, Martin Jones had a rare good game. Like the Blues controlled most of the game. They outplayed the Sharks, but that was good. That tipped my cap. I'm not a big Martin Jones. I don't think he's very good, but he was very good Thursday night. We'll give him that uh, against St. Louis. It will not be Martin Jones tonight. I think we get goals tonight uh, in this game. And I was ready to bet St. Louis if they had lost the first. I still lean St. Louis. You know I'm not a big fan of the San Jose team, but I'm just going to go with the over here, five and a half. You're going to have Duke, Devin Dubnik in net tonight for the Sharks. He hasn't played in a while. He's coming off the COVID list. We know he's not been a very good goalie the last couple of years. He really cashed in on one great season in Minnesota, the very first year he was there. Uh, and that's been about the extent of the highlights of Devin Dubnik's career. I think the Blues get their offense rolling a little bit tonight. But uh, I think San Jose, again, offensively, that's been the strength of their team. It's been finding the back of the net. It's been Tomas Hurdle and uh, uh, Timo Meyer, Logan Couture. Kevin LeBanc. They've had a lot of those guys stepping up for them and been able to find the uh, back of the net here. Dubnik back in net. I think it's a recipe for some goals. And uh, San Jose still a team I have earmarked to be more of an over team, even though that game was 3-2 the other night uh, and it stayed under. I think this one gets over the total. So kind of a zigzag with the total from the first game with these two teams to this one. So I like over five and a half here, minus 115. Uh, Ryan, how about you here? Sharks, Blues. Oh, I think he is frozen, but we'll get back to him in just a second uh, to see if we can reconnect. Jimmy, what do you think here with uh, San Jose-St. Louis? No, I think we got Mac. Yeah. Mac is yep. back. Okay. There we go. All right, San Jose-St. Louis, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, last game uh, in that 3-2 game, I was actually on St. Louis in regulation, so that was a nice comeback win for myself. But uh, San Jose's just been brutal, especially – Jones, he is, uh, like you said, he cashed in on that one good year. And this year he's just been just Swiss cheese, like 3.65 goals against 0.882 save percentage. And uh, he can't buy a save right now. And I've actually been enjoying fading uh, San Jose quite a bit this year. So I'm going to be on uh, the Blues tonight and uh, definitely lean to the over for the side. but. Uh, I'm going to be on St. Louis in regulation at minus 120 again. I think they uh, they're not they probably weren't as comfortable with that 3-2 game last time. They probably expected it to be a little bit more stretched out for them. And I think um, Rube has them ready for uh, defensively, and I think they're going to be buckled down and able to get that regulation win easily. All right, St. Louis in regulation, minus 120. And, yeah, I would lean in that uh, direction as well. Uh, I might even bet uh, at it. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, one nothing Buffalo. For those of you watching these early games, we do have a goal in one of them. The Sabres up one nothing. A miracle. Buffalo scored a goal. Holy mackerel. 
uh, wonders never cease. But uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? San Jose, St. Louis. I'm all over the over on this one, guys. I'm with you, Ian. I mean, ride these overs with San Jose as long as we can. Now, yeah, you're going to have nights like the other night where they just go under, but uh, chances are that this team is going to give up a lot of goals. Uh, and then if they can pop a few in too, you, you got a really good chance getting the over with them. So give me that as an official play there. Um, you know, and, and guys, just looking at this San Jose team too, they – not just with the they their team that I feel like goes a lot over and Alex would probably have the stat on this, but I feel like they're over a lot in the first period as well. I don't know what the exact stats are in that, so that's something I'd lean to as well. Uh, yeah, they they've been. Um, I think they're slightly profitable first period over uh, San Jose. Okay. Off the top of my head, I'd have to go and look at the uh, actual numbers, but uh, I think they're slightly profitable first period over. But uh, yeah, it's a good spot for the over. Look, it was three two the other night, and it was only three two and five goals, and not more than that because Martin Jones played the one good game out of every twenty that he plays. You know, yeah. that's exactly why it stayed under uh, that game. He was really good, and there were some great chances generated by the Blues that they didn't finish. Uh, Dubnik's not maybe going to be standing on his head like that uh, if the Blues get those chances again tonight. So I do think we'll see an uptick in goals scored. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Uh, we've got the uh, Lightning, minus 145 road favorites, total six shaded to the over. We got Tampa Bay off a loss. No bueno, me betting against Tampa Bay off a loss. It's as simple as that. Uh, this is never a team I'm looking to go against off a loss. Uh, they've been very good in that role. Uh, they're coming off that 6-4 defeat to Florida. They haven't played since Monday, that 6-4 loss to the Panthers. Uh, but still, you get you know four days off. You get practice time, a little rest, which matters in a time like this. And it's not a long enough layoff where you worry as much about rust or not being sharp. I think they'll be fine in this game. And Carolina now, the back-to-back, -back, they played at home against Chicago last night, a 5-3 win. This Panthers team offensively, they're actually top three in the league in goals scored. Carolina, 3.67 goals per game this year. Tampa Bay actually has more, 3.86. So kind of sense where I'm going here from a total standpoint in this game. I mean, Carolina has been lighting it up, and it's been everybody. Svechnikov and Ajo for sure lead the way, but Trocek's been great. Jordan Stahl's been amazing. And Nino Niederreiter is maybe playing the best hockey of his career. You know, nine goals in 15 games this season for Niederreiter with this Hurricanes team. He's been excellent. Uh, they're finding goals in bunches. Uh, they're both trending over the total right now. Tampa Bay, 4-0 to the over uh, in their last four games. How about Carolina? Nine overs in their last 10 games. So this Carolina team has been just an over machine. Now, these teams played last month, January 28. It was a one nothing win for Carolina, so it makes you think, oh, maybe I'd better worry about the over a bit. Totally different circumstance. Carolina wasn't scoring at the clip they are now. Carolina had five regulars out of the lineup that night against Tampa Bay. It was just one of those tight checking games. And it, but that one that I'm not necessarily sold on duplicating itself here. So uh, I, I like Tampa Bay a little bit, a minus 140, smaller bet on that for me. But the, the stronger opinion on this game for me is over six, minus 120. I really like that. Think it's got a chance to get up and over the total. Alex Nedeljkovic is in net tonight, confirmed. Reimer got the start last night for Carolina. It'll be Alex Nedeljkovic tonight. And if you watched him play against Florida, that's the Nedeljkovic you get tonight for the Hurricanes. Tampa's going to probably put five on the board minimum. He was awful in that game, so you got to hope if you're Brendan where you get a better game out of him. It was not pretty for him against Florida in that early in that afternoon game earlier this week. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you to start with this one. Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, well, 
Love it. Absolutely love Tampa in this spot. Carolina, like you said, Carolina just played uh, last night, so they're on a back-to-back. And Tampa's had uh, time to rest up and practice, and it's not like it was a COVID layoff where they were isolating or had to be shut down. They were they were with each other practicing. So with that uh, and coming them coming off a loss as well, can't bet against Tampa tonight. I'm on uh, Tampa money line, and uh, as well as Stamp goes to score at plus one fifteen. I thought that was a great price uh, the way he's been playing. I know he's had a little bit of uh, time off. He had that COVID scare, but uh, I think he's going to find the back of the net tonight against a Carolina team that played back last night and uh, probably a little bit tired right now. All right, like in Tampa Bay, minus 140, Ryan, as well as Steven Stamkos uh, to score a goal. And he scored the other night, I know, in the last game against Florida. So uh, definitely a, uh, anytime you get plus 115 with Stamkos, that's not bad. And, you know, on the power play, he's going to get those opportunities to set up at the faceoff dot. That's just, uh, Him and Ovechkin love that spot uh, on the ice with the man advantage. Uh, and he's been uh, ripping them in, ripping the goals in from that spot for years uh, on yeah. the power play. And that's the one thing Carolina's done a lot lately take a lot of penalties i mean they've been they've been in the penalty box a lot the last few games carolina including last night against chicago so that's always a concern when you play the lightning uh jimmy what do you think here tb carolina i'm loving the over as well guys uh, and i'm also going to go with the team total over for carolina as well in this yeah i mean carolina's team total has been pretty damn good if you've been betting that for the longest time i know it'll be basilevsky in net for the uh, lightning but yeah, you know, wasn't locked down against Florida in those games he played against the Panthers, uh, Basilevsky and that, not by any stretch of the imagination. And he's facing a red-hot uh, offensive hockey team right now in this Carolina group. And they're only two and a half minus 140 uh, with their team total, Carolina. Mm -hmm. So all they got to do is score three goals and you cash that. So not, not bad value there if you like that Carolina team total. Uh, Minnesota and Anaheim now. Uh, we've got Minnesota minus 130. Road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, in this one, Minnesota won against Anaheim the other night. Uh, nice victory for them. I would lean to coming right back with them. They're, they, they shook off the rust of that the first game back against L.A. They got shut out. They didn't play well. They got outplayed. They deserved what they got. Uh, but they're a team that is just more trustworthy than Anaheim. And I'm absolutely one of the worst defensive or offensive teams in the NHL. Detroit, Anaheim, and Nashville are sitting at the bottom of the NHL and goals scored per game. Uh, those are the three. That's why I say we got to treat Nashville more and more like a bottom feeder. You know, they're right there with Detroit and Anaheim as the lowest scoring teams in the NHL. Anaheim, of course, one of them. I wouldn't argue with under between these two teams again as well. That game stayed under. Minnesota's kind of winning by three to one type of games lately. Anaheim, you can't trust them offensively. So I would go with wild. I would go with under five and a half here uh, against the Ducks. Uh, Jimmy, we'll go to you for first for this one, uh, Minnesota-Anaheim. Uh, well, guys, just some news, too, on Anaheim. As we've been on this show today, uh, Adam Henrique on waiver yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks. So some pretty uh, stunning news there out of He's Anaheim. Veteran guy, two-way that, uh, That's yeah, kind of surprising. Good. Yeah, what happened there? I don't know, but, I mean, who the hell is going to pick that salary up? $5.2 million for the next three years. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe Money's up. Money yeah, up. It's, just, it, it's also, I think, you know, a smoke signal that, hey, we're willing to trade. You might, you know, we'll figure out something and pick up some salary. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then also you mentioned Nico Hirschi being back for the devils. Uh, I didn't realize, I don't know if you said it earlier and maybe I missed it, but he got named the captain today. Just prior oh, to the game. Wow. 
Yeah, that's wow. my honor. Wow. Yeah, I, cool. I think he's ready for, ready for it. Wow, congrats. Yeah. So he uh, he showed up for the uh, the game day skate, and his jersey had a C on it, and he had no idea. It's a pretty cool video if you check it out on Twitter. Anyhow, guys, in this game, uh, I'm liking Anaheim. I, I like the Ducks in this game. Um, I think it's I, – I, if I was going to touch the total two, I would definitely lean towards the under, but I'm going to take Anaheim uh, straight up. All right, Anaheim plus uh, 110 here in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, Minnesota – yeah, they 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 are they can be flighty at times. Uh, I hear you on that. I yeah. hear you on that. But it, it's just it's for me it's 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 difficult with the Ducks. But uh, you know I think it'll be back to Gibson and Net. You know and he hasn't lost two in a row a ton. And he, usually when you get him off a loss, he does play well. Capo Kakinen and Net. He's actually played better for the Wild in Net lately. This uh, yeah Capo Kakinen. Yeah, after kind of an up and down start, he's playing better. So uh, we'll see how he fares if he can deliver a second straight win for the. Uh, for the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild against the Anaheim Ducks. Ryan, what do you like here, Minnesota-Anaheim? Uh, I like to lean to uh, Minnesota here. Anaheimers, uh, they rely a lot on Gibson to stand on his head to win games. He's gotten three shutouts this year. Uh, with that, he's, what, six? Uh, yeah, he's five, six, and three. Two, three, eight goals against and a nine, one, nine save percentage with three shutouts. And so, two, three of his five wins have come with uh, with shutouts. And I just don't see that happening against this Minnesota team. I like the additions they made in the offseason that killed Kaprizov. He's been lights out for them. Uh, I think he's actually got a shot at, Cal at the Calder, the rookie of the year. So, um, if you could grab a nice price on that, I think he's. He was favored at one point uh, when I looked at it. Plus 450 but, is what he was. And I actually bet a little bit of that, plus 450 with him. And Stutzlide, I actually took Tim Stutzlide, a huge price, because I knew he'd get the ice time. I knew Otto was going to stick him in the lineup right away. Uh, and uh, he's obviously, uh, it's a long shot, but I think he, if he can get on a hot streak here, he's really made an impact for Ottawa. Never know. I do love that Kaprizov uh, future you made there. I actually have him on my fantasy team this year. I took a shot on him, and uh, he's been lights out for me there too. So I'm gonna actually going to go with Kaprizov to score tonight. Um, just going to find a price on that right now. Um, finding a, uh, even, even with Gibson in net, I find uh, it's been a few games since he scored, and I think he's going to be able to find one tonight. So we're going to go with Kaprizov to score as an official play. And uh, as soon as I get a price for that, that's uh, – I don't have a price for it right now. Oh, plus 220 to score anytime. So that's, price, a, yeah. nice. that's a great price. So Kaprizov yeah, yeah. to score plus 220. Uh, it's an official play for me. Lean, uh, lean to Minnesota for a side, but uh, – not going to lock it in. All right. Lean Minnesota, but like in uh, cap, uh, Kirill Kaprizov to score a goal plus 220 uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And we wrap it up with the uh, maybe maybe the best for last. Certainly one of the best games on paper of the day. Uh, Battle of Alberta uh, after they played last night, playing again tonight in Edmonton. Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton minus 130 home favorites. Total six across the board here. This is kind of the way I feel about Montreal-Toronto with this game from a total standpoint. I know we got a low-scoring grinder tonight. How many times, especially in a rivalry game, do we see it flip the next game? 
And I think we get that tonight uh, in this one. I know it's going to be, I think, Markstrom back in net for Calgary, although he finally looked human uh, in the last game against uh, Calgary, losing 5-1. And it probably will be uh, uh, Koskinen here for the uh, Oilers. Yeah, it is probably going to be uh, Miko Koskinen in net for the Oilers, Markstrom for the uh, Flames uh, in this one. But after you know a tight checking game, which has been a rarity for these two teams, you haven't seen, you didn't see that physicality either. You didn't see a lot of scrums. You didn't see a lot of pushing and shoving. Not as much physical play. Not as much, you know, animosity after the whistle. You didn't see it last night. I think you might see it tonight now. This is the second game in as many days. Two teams that don't like each other. Animosity ratchets up. Penalties go up. Power play opportunities go up. And what happens when they go up? Usually goal scoring goes up as well. Uh, so I'm going to, and, and again, we see the total drop. It was six and a half last night with Edmonton and Calgary. Went under in that uh, Edmonton two to one win. And now we're seeing the total at six. So I think the value now is go against the grain. Now look for a higher scoring, more wide open style of game. Uh, and I would go with the over here in this game and I can't back Calgary. I mean, to me, he got David Riddick can't be blamed. I know he got the, the rare start last night. He was good. The, the blame now is on this team, you know, Got to get the offense going a little bit. Goudreau's gone into a bit of a funk again. Where's Kachuk's offense? You know, where are these guys? They got to get their uh, offense going. Can't find some of these Calgary Flame stars with a telescope right now uh, on the ice at the moment. So that's going to be, and that's been a focus for Jeff Ward. He said it in his press conference. I love listening to these coaches after the game, what they say, what they got to work on. He said, we got to generate more, more puck time, more offensive zone time, make better plays shoot the puck more, all of that stuff. I think probably you're going to see that, but Edmonton's playing well right now. And the fact, you know, they won the game defensively. They won it without McDavid and Dreisaitl not doing much last night. They're in good form, and I'm not going against their good form. So I lean to Edmonton, passing on the side, but I am going to bet over six here uh, in this game with the uh, Oilers uh, and the Flames, thinking we get uh, a little bit more uh, offense from both of these teams. And certainly that's going to be where the focus is on the Calgary side, because uh, all of a sudden the, uh, Goal scoring has dried up. Two games, two goals in two games for Calgary. The 5-1 loss and then the uh, loss last night uh, to the Edmonton uh, Oilers here uh, in this game. And by the way, you want some goal scoring props? I know Ryan's given out some. Jimmy's given out some. I haven't. I got to get into the act here. I got to join the party. Goal scoring props. We know Leon and Connor. They're always a threat to score, and they're always priced like it. The guy you want to take for Edmonton right now, Yessa Pugliarvi for the Edmonton Oilers. He's found it. He's playing his best hockey. He's been a force. He's gotten chances. He's putting the puck in the net right now for this Oilers team. And he's making an impact now every game. And he's playing the best. He's finally playing like the Oilers thought he would all these years. It's taken him like five years to play this way. But now he's finally playing that way for the Edmonton Oilers. So, Yessa. And that's how you pronounce it. It's not Jesse. It's not Yessi. It's Yessa. That's how you actually pronounce this name, uh, Pugliarvi, uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and you can get the price for him much uh, better than you can, say, Leon and uh, Connor. In fact, I'm going to uh, bring up the goal-scoring props right now, and I will get the exact price on that. But there's no doubt he's undervalued from a goal-scoring prop standpoint right now uh, because of what he's done, what he's doing right now and what he's done in the last few games. Yeah, plus 280 on Yessa, Pugliarvi, to score it. Bet 365, wow. plus 280. That is something worth uh, looking at uh, in this game, in my opinion. Uh, we'll go to Jimmy first for this one. Battle of Alberta, Jimmy. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, she's this Calgary team. We just keep waiting for them to uh, 
to finally just take that step and uh, and be the contender everyone thought they could be. I, it's just there's something missing there. So I can't go near them when it comes to a side right now. And I'm going to have to go the other way and bring out Jimmy Puckline on this. Give me the Oilers minus one and a half. Yeah, Edmonton puck line, and Edmonton's been, you know, they've, they've, they've won in every way, and that's what I like. I like them winning those high-scoring yep. games. They can win them. They've shown the ability to win some low-scoring games lately, like 3-2 with Winnipeg, like the uh, game last night uh, against Calgary, 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, That's good news for Edmonton long-term, that they can win in a variety of different ways. Uh, Ryan, what do you think here? Battle of Alberta, the rematch here with the uh, Flames and Oilers. Well, I was on the Flames last night, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh... Didn't like the result that happened there. And uh, even with in a back-to-back game with the rivalry that it is, with Koskinen going, I can't touch Edmonton. And with the way Calgary's played the last few games, and they're, like you guys said, their scoring's dried up, I can't quite back them either. They're starting to look human, especially Markstrom. I like that he's in net tonight. Um over Koskinen, definitely. Koskinen's numbers this year have just been brutal, which isn't completely his fault. He doesn't always get the defensive defensive help every night. So, um, But like you, Ian, I'm going to go with the over six. I think uh, the game's going to open up a lot more than it was last night with the back-to-back. I think uh, you're going to see a few more mental mistakes and you'll see a few more chances. And I uh, think with Koskinen and Net and Markstrom starting to – Look, human, I think we're going to get over six or at least push at six uh, fairly easy. All right, liking the over, Ryan, as well with the Oilers and the Flames. And that's the Saturday NHL card. Uh, we wow. got through all 12 <laughs> games. That was a big one. We thank you, everyone, for watching. And we thank at MoneyMac underscore sports on Twitter, Ryan McDonald, yeah. MoneyMac, for yeah, joining us. appreciate you guys having me on. And really? he'll be back tomorrow. Good to meet you. Yeah, he'll be back tomorrow, Alex. Uh, Alex is on off this weekend, so Alex will be back on Monday's show. Uh, Ryan will be back tomorrow uh, for the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys as well at noon Eastern. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, We thank him for joining us. Uh, Before we get to best bets to wrap up the show, uh, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, for exclusive insider deals, incentives, promos, uh, with your sports DraftKings Sportsbook account on the app. Uh, take advantage of it. Bet boosts, so many different uh, perks and advantages to signing up uh, using that promo code THPN. So again, promo code THPN uh, and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using that code to get a ton of great exclusive insider deals. All right, best bets on this Saturday NHL card. Let's start with our special guest, Ryan McDonald. Best bet for this Saturday slate. What is it for you? My best bet tonight is going to be Tampa Moneyline, minus 150. Uh, I feel it's a great spot for them. Rested, coming off loss against a team on a back-to-back. So Tampa Tampa Moneyline is my best bet tonight. All right, Tampa Bay minus 140 money line against Carolina. Best bet for Ryan McDonald. Jimmy, uh, best bet. What do you like? Well, my best bet would have, I mean, it was Jersey and uh, Buffalo with the under there, guys. Uh, but, you know, that's already started. So I'll give you another one, too. Uh, give me the draw in the uh, Habs Leafs as my best bet. All right, Habs Leafs draw. Uh, as always, a great plus price there. You can get plus 315 on the draw with Toronto and Montreal. Uh, best bet for me, uh, I'm going to go to, uh, in this case, uh, I'm trying to see, I'm going to go with, um, 
I'm going to go Tampa Bay, Carolina over. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina over six minus 120. I considered Arizona as well, but it's a little pricey there, even though I like the Coyotes a lot today, bouncing back against the Kings. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, Carolina over six minus 120. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, watching on YouTube and also listening. If you can't watch us live on YouTube daily, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast. We're in audio form every day. Uh, if you can't watch us live on YouTube, you can listen to us on the go wherever you may be and download the Ice Guys podcast on all major podcast providers. Thanks to everyone for joining us. For th thanks to Jimmy Murphy, as always. And thanks to our special guest, Ryan McDonald, for joining us as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.